This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. You're a real hippie, Chris. I really have become pretty spiritual. (laughs) In quarantine? Yeah. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malhorn. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We are recording still from our homes because we are responsible and we care about the well-being of others. And we're riddled. As do you. Yeah, as do you. (laughs) And we're riddled with (laughs) COVID-19. No, guys, going to say compassion. Is that what you were going to say? Compassion 19. It's... (laughs) I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm about to... You've got to, a serious case, an asymptomatic case of Compassion 19. I got Compassion 2, I got Compassion 19, I have, I care about you Ebola. I'm riddled. I'm, I'm, I'm hot with fever with compassion for stranger. as are the homeless people on my street, they wear masks. That's what I, that's the point I keep up bringing... Because I have some mask deniers in my neighborhood. Yeah, uh, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy that usually is yelling at trash cans and and then knocking them over and then sweeping up his mess and screaming at cars is wearing a mask. Yeah. Someone that struggles with mental illness and doesn't have anyone caring about them is caring about other people. And here's the thing. And I, I don't know if, you, if, you've a, if you've ever considered this, um, uh, these people might just be homed people that you think don't wear nice clothes. Right. You ever think about that? <laughs> what if they own every house on your block? They're like the landlord. I They're just, an overwhelmed landlord. I'm just like, Oh, you poor person. And then I come <laughs> home and write a check to them every month. <laughs> <laughs> They're just they're just talking to themselves or on the phone all the time. They're not schizophrenic. There's what if things are so much better than you think they are? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a sign of wealth that you only wear one shoe. (laughs) (laughs) In my land, it is. My people are from. 
I'm driving up to my land. I'm going to Montana. I'm going to leave on oh, Monday. Nice. And I'm and I just got tested. I'm waiting for the results again. I'm sure they will be negative. And then You've I'm going to go up and hang out with my dad. Now, do you have a plan? Because my sister said when she drove, uh, I think they drove to Shasta and they said it was impossible to find a bathroom because most places aren't open to people coming in and out. Well, and not to be graphic, but it's easier for boys. I uh, I've become a very skilled driving uh, urinator. <laughs> I I have jars with still has a pickle in the bottom. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> all of the, just jars with one pickle and I it, it already looks like urine so it's fine it's yeah. really fine and, and not I, shocking. Yeah, I just I stop at a gas station and I just put it on a fence post for someone else to in- <laughs> There I think that was the funny most random thing uh, it, Living Color had funny moments. I watched oh, it a lot yeah. when I was a kid because so I, I I just thought it was so funny. And you go back and watch it and it's like 90% of it doesn't hold up. But when Damon Wayans uh, played a homeless guy and his bathroom was a pickle jar with a pickle in it, I'm just admitting <laughs> that's where I got that. But Oh, it you is, stole that. It oh. is. I did steal it. I've been stealing a lot during this. <laughs> during COVID-19? Yeah. I did. My tax guy told me a joke. He basically said it's funny because the government is like, yeah, we know how many how much you owe in taxes. We just want to make sure, uh, you know, so you do the math. Uh, and it's like, can't you just tell me? No. But if you're wrong, you have to go to jail. Like he he really <laughs> said it in a funny way. And then I tweeted it. And apparently. And I think he, because he's all over Twitter, I think he had seen this tweet, reiterated it to me. Then I (laughs) tweeted it and everyone's like, hey, nice stolen tweet. And I'm like, God damn it. It's like when my dad would give me a joke idea and then I'd find out it was something Seinfeld said in the 90s. It was all dads. I'm like, ah, jokes belong to everybody. Yeah, you can use that. You can use that. Yeah, you can't. Uh, Also on Twitter, I feel like I did a thing one time that was so honestly unintentional but it was just so guilty looking that i was just like this is the worst because i um was scroll it was i think oscar night the year that um lady gaga and bradley cooper were there for stars born sure and she was wearing a dress that was exactly the dress that i wore to the freshman christmas formal was it the year and- you wore your your raw meat dress for the <laughs> <Yes>. formal <laughs> <laughs> when we- i was sponsored by the local butcher <laughs> Um, but, <laughs> but for prom, but she actually she wore like this lavender dress that was made of this eighties like prom dress dress material. Yeah, it yeah. was shocking. So when I saw it, I was scrolling through my feed and I just took a picture of the picture I saw it on, and I didn't really look at whose account it was. Right. I just took a picture of their tweet without the words in it, just the picture. Right. Then when I went to post about she's wearing my dress from the freshman year Christmas formal or whatever I said um, I noticed that it the shadow of the microphone made it look like um, Bradley Cooper was peeing so then I was like I made a joke about Bradley Cooper peeing and my prom dress and all these people were like you directly stole this from this guy um, Jesse oh my god shit yeah this guy's done a bunch of stuff for like BuzzFeed and stuff but he photoshopped the peeing onto the leg 
because he that was the comment everyone was making it the oh. microphone made it look like he lightly peed so he put this huge stream of pee down it right and then did a whole joke and then i basically had to say i stole this from jesse and just delete it and then dm him and be like i promise you that's not what i meant to do like i thought i'd like stumbled upon a real thing in the picture, but I'd taken the comedy picture from a comedy account. Right, right. You, it was I, really embarrassing. I DM'd the person that originally tweeted this tax joke also. They didn't reply. They thought I was, oh, sure, your tax guy told you it. And I'm like, hey, tax guys go out and find tax jokes on Twitter. They love tax comedy. They say it to lighten the mood so the brunt of your low return isn't because you're already laughing about this damn joke. Can I say this, too? After years of going to get my taxes done, I think it's the weirdest thing. They just basically make you sit there and watch them do your homework for you. <laughs> and then they ask you like a couple of random questions that they could just like, who care? Put $500 down. Who? It doesn't matter. We all know it doesn't matter. But you have to just sit there watching them for like an hour. And then it's like that's the tax you personally pay to get your taxes done. Right. You have to observe the taxes being done in and silence. You have anything to do with it when it's like I would have done it myself. Yeah, if I could it, do it. I know I don't. I can't. I have tried before and you don't get a return that way. You just are somehow safe. But he gets me. He's like, how what percentage of your car do you use as a restroom? Uh, <laughs> whatever Little things that a little business like uh, is There's your garage. You have a. Uh, to put that maybe put that desk in your garage i don't know wink wink because he used to work for the irs so he's mm -hmm. the, the perfect tax guy he's he can he play both sides yeah That's and good. so he's he's been great for me but yeah while they're doing that homework you sit there for an hour and a half and then the minute i'm like oh you're in a photo with tommy lasorda huh he's like shh, shh, shh. and i'm like <laughs> you just have to sit there in silence while they do your homework yeah it's really, really awkward. And he's always like, uh-oh, boy, you didn't make any money this year. Well, it's not yeah. looking good. And then at the end, oh, no, you're going to be fine. Every <laughs> year he builds the suspense. Yeah. Yeah. And then, a, he, that guy really likes to spin a yarn with you. He Whether does. Whether it's comedy or drama, he's bringing entertainment to you as you get your taxes done. We're pals. We, we have a good time together. We laugh. How old is this man, Chris? I think he's an age-appropriate friend. Yeah. He's probably... <laughs> He's in his, he's <laughs> mid to late forties. He is, is he really? But yeah, he's, he's been a tax Twitter. Yeah, he's a young for IRS tax slash uh, freelance tax guy. Yeah, I thought all freelance tax guys had to be seventy two. <laughs> my old, I I <laughs> know I know that my first tax guy is not alive anymore, and it and, yeah because I just quit uh, being able to get a hold of him. And it makes me sad that he was he was a salesman for the vitamin. It's oh, like yeah. a pyramid scheme vitamin thing. Yeah. He was trying to he was trying to stay alive, Karen. Look, we all have to in all different <laughs> ways, whether it's through powerful multivitamins <laughs> that feed your body and your mind. Or wow. is that the oh, slogan? Yeah. Oh, you take a look right over here. We've got stuff. You said that you're feeling sluggish. <laughs> and then here's your taxes down. All your taxes are down. You're not being done. I want to take a look up at the literal pyramid of vitamins that I have behind me. <laughs> he did. They were in a triangle formation behind him, just like the it's scheme. Appealing. It's appealing. <laughs> you want to see ancient Egypt when it's uh, some kind of strange detergent, whatever it is. Yeah. Pyramid scheme. I was having a very bad day 
uh, one day years ago and I stuck my card into a uh, parking meter and it just it didn't stop. I just pushed it all the way in and I couldn't get it out. And I was sorry, I'm going to have to walk you back. (laughs) You put. Did you put your card into the parking meter so hard that you broke? No, it just I was like zip and then it was gone. I'm like, (laughs) it's not like I was like, God damn it. And because I went inside and it was a a sandwich shop and I'm like, someone needs to help me. Like I'm some. And he knew he knew right away that it was the parking meter that swallows everything. So he grabbed the tweezers that he had reserved for. And if this guy's trying to make sandwiches. I do believe I thanked him and then also bought a sandwich, even though I had already eaten. So it all worked out in the end. But, nice. Uh, you gave back. And then you let him put a nice arch in your eyebrows. Because <laughs> while you're there, you might as well do some sculpting. I one time, um, speaking of when you when you were talking about breaking the machine with your credit card. <laughs> one time I walked up to the ATM machine. I used the, I think it's a B of A that's on the corner of Vine and Sunset. Mm-hmm. So it's right there by um, Amoeba. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. One time I put my my uh, ATM card in there and then just had absolutely no idea what my pin was. Like I couldn't <laughs> even imagine what it was. I just stood there for so long and it was the usually, of course, like anyone's pin, it's like some personal thing where I'll go like, Oh, it's the, what I yeah. couldn't, I had nothing. And I had to take it back out and go inside and be like, I need to reset my pin number. When it, that always scares me. And when it happens every time I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to have Alzheimer's like my mom. Yeah. And it's, it's starting the, now. It's because I can't remember this number. This goddamn government assigned number. Yeah, this goddamn government number cheese. Uh, did I tell you, speaking of ATMs and cards going in the wrong places, <laughs> about the time Matt Bearden, who's a comic friend in Austin, and Brendan Walsh and I did the 101X alternative radio station, and they did a contest. They're like, we have some comedians on. I think we were promoting a show. They had a contest. Uh, for free Nickelback tickets, giving yes. you a, an idea of when this was about 10 years ago. If if you come in and these comics can't make you laugh, if you're able to, which is the easiest thing in the world to make yourself not laugh. Sure. If you can come in and these guys tell you jokes and you don't laugh, you win Nickelback tickets. And this guy called in and he's like, I love Nickelback. I love Nickelback so much. That's what I named my horse, <laughs> which in retro, that is a great name for a horse. It is a great name. Nickelback is a great horse name. If Nickelback didn't exist, the band. Right, right. If you just was like Nickelback in the lead before Seabiscuit. That's like if you could do a whistle with just your mouth, not using your fingers, oh. like Nickelback. And Nickelback would run over. My dad taught me to change the oil in a car, but he didn't teach me how to do that finger whistle. I could do it with fingers, but not without. Yeah, it's all in the tongue. It's all in. I mean, I'll never learn it. Nickelback? (laughs) This guy came in, though, and he just looked like a a, a dishonorably discharged (laughs) Marine. And he had his arms crossed and we... Tried to tell him jokes and he just looked angry. His ability, his way of not laughing was to just get furious and hate us, which I understand. It's maybe it's like an acting class. Yeah. 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 He went. He got really mad and Meisner with us. Sure. And then so we started to resort to like Brendan whispered 
something in his ear and then he kissed the guy's ear thinking <laughs> that would make him break and the guy just got angry matt bearden took off his glasses pulled down his pants and put his glasses on top of his penis and turned around and said will anyone blow my nose <laughs> he did like this gonzo and i Jesus. was laughing so but the guy just had his arms crossed getting angry and then Brandon and I, I think Brandon, we didn't rehearse this, but he just said, ask ATM to me. And and he said, put a dollar in your mouth. And I put the dollar in my mouth. And then Brandon did a skit where he's like, where's that ATM machine? Here it is. And I pulled down my pants and he swiped his debit card down my butt crack. And then I spit out this dollar. And the guy finally smiled a little bit. But, yes. But they still gave him the Nickelback tickets. I mean, he deserved well, he it. Them. Yeah, he's he still, really did earn them. But we finally got him with that. And then we had to, it was like with a tax guy, we had to be in the same room as him when we went to commercial. And Brendan had just shown him his penis. I think the, everything we did, we probably get arrested now. Yeah. And also you guys really, for a contest like that, you really left it all on the table. I mean, I think you went above and beyond what most comics would do. At the time, none of us had achieved anything with stand-up except for maybe featuring for Rich Miller. So we were hungry and we were ready to <laughs> give it our all. We're ready to take those pants off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all those sales get naked. I've always done that. Not sure. anymore, of course, but... Hell yeah. No, you got to. You, it's a good way to get out of a lot of things. Yes. Like a fight. Get naked. And also, it's natural. Don't it, be ashamed. Exactly, man. You know, since hey. this quarantine started, I've been just walking around my apartment, burning <laughs> a lot of incense. I just bought a hand-painted skull the other day, and I don't wear my underwear. And I'm learning <laughs> to cook, and I'm man, I feel free as a bird. <laughs> Whose skull did you buy? There's a guy uh, at the bottom of the street that's a really good artist, and he he does like stipple paint art and and Day of the Dead type skulls. Mm. And uh, I always tell him I'm going to buy one. And then the other night, I accidentally had fifteen dollars on me, so I bought a little skull <laughs> <laughs> by accident. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, it's. I, I have it in my collection. He was appreciative. And I recognize him from Venice. He used to live in Venice. So I've been putting oh. off buying a hand-painted skull from him for over a decade. It's it's time to support that guy. It was, he's, it, he's following you around Los Angeles. Yeah. And I do... A, when someone has multiple under-the-eye tattoos, including the teardrop, which we know you don't get for helping old ladies cross the street... I, I will do what you say, and I'm influenced by that. In a, I mean, it's good to support those people because I bet you they haven't had a ton of support in their life. So it's a nice thing for them to finally experience. Yeah, for sure. He Sometimes hasn't. those tattoos just represent a deep sadness. Yeah. You know, <laughs> 10 years of deep sadness. Yeah. Sometimes you're in a gang. Sometimes you're just a permanent clown. <laughs> Sometimes you just made weird tattoo decisions to reflect your clinical depression. Yeah. I'm glad I never yeah. got anything here, as opposed to the other tattoos I never got. Face tattoos are, that's really, I feel like people that get face tattoos have a true, clear vision of what their look is going to be for the rest of their lives. And yeah. it's just very specific. And I think you, you have to have a certain, especially with women, I think, I really like that look. There's a waitress at the 
101 cafe uh-huh. that that has tattoos that kind of go around her face and then down. Oh, all, yeah, all I remember. She's been there since our meeting. It was our meeting spot since our meetings. Yeah, she's <laughs> and she looks like a model, but she's like, I'm hard. Like she's doing that kind of super badass. And it looks amazing on her. Yeah. I mean, it's the coolest way, I think. It's like she looks cool and she's wearing like cute clothes. But then at the same time, you, you're just like, and she's nice. Not she's it. happy. She's like she's not, a lovely person. Yeah, she's great. But it looks yeah. like she could throw a punch. I know exactly who you're talking about. And it does it tap like, into a bunch of things I'm attracted to. Yeah. Yeah, no, she would she would straighten some people out, but she doesn't have to. That's what the tattoos say. Yeah. Yeah. My days of straight shooting are over, she says. Oh, that's her. That's yeah. her character. Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do you, you miss go- going to sit at the 101 Cafe? I miss, yeah, I've been, I guess, somewhat recklessly going to sit. There's an outdoor situation at the Holloway, and they have they take your temperature, and there's sneeze guards, and no one is sitting at the same table. So it's a little weird. It's just single people at their own picnic yeah. table. But mm-hmm. they have a chicken wing night and I've been going. It just feels somewhat normal to be not at my house eating. That's really. Yeah. But the next day I do feel like I've broken the rules and I'm going to get sick. So, yeah, uh, but I've been getting tested and I'm I've been negative so far. It's good. Been, it's been real fun. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I have to get I have to get tested, but I have been so indoors and you know am asymptomatic as far as i know like i just keep checking you know i just keep updating my two-week thing of like well that's been another two weeks and i don't have any it's this i feel exactly the same as i did in february yeah so are you how are you doing are you feeling i think i have it you need (laughs) (laughs) that's what i meant asymptomatically how do you feel (laughs) <laughs> I feel terrible. Yeah, I can't feel any of the horrible, horrible symptoms. No, I feel good. I mean, I've been lately I've been swimming a ton. I was going to um, ask about swimming. Yes. And it's the greatest. I love swimming. And yeah. It's so like, um, I mean, everything's calming down now. It's a little a little exciting in June or whatever, but in July, I guess. But um, it's such a relaxing. It like just automatically kind of puts you out. For the rest, it's you're just like zenned out for the evening, and it's so nice. It is the closest thing I've done to meditation. You're weightless, and you're deprived in a in a deprivation way. Uh, and I, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> yeah. When I every time I've swam, I'm like, oh, I'm not thinking about anything except my breathing because I'm just trying to go back and forth and do laps, and I didn't. I didn't anticipate like that it was kind of like meditation because I left yeah, you, it totally calm. Yep. And blood has gone to every extremity of your body and it's the best. Someone told me it's double whatever normal. If you do normal cardio, like you're going to walk five miles. If you swam the same uh, length, it's double the impact on your body. Like, oh, it has it's as to if be. you did it 10 miles. Oh, f- yeah, at least. Like, if I think of running back and forth in a pool for 20 minutes or next to a pool, the length of a pool, I could do that <laughs> all day. But yeah. just swimming back and forth 20 times is so much work. And I can tell I haven't been doing it. I look a little 
like I've gained uh, some weight, but that's uh, okay. No one's judging. No one's in my apartment to judge no me. No one's around. No. Yeah. You know, I occasionally on the way to the bathroom, I'll do five chin-ups. We all know about my chin-up bar. <laughs> I've seen your chin-up bar. Remember when you stopped in the middle of a comedy Zoom sh- comedy show and did some pull-ups? <laughs> when you're, Like your sound got fucked up and you just went and did pull-ups. <laughs> I can do a lot when I've, I had had that was a night that I can I I felt like that game night was like a party. So I was drinking. Yeah, man, I can do a lot of pull ups when I've been drinking. That's oh, is that that helps it a little bit. It's it like a does. Fool. A lot of people yeah. talk about the negative aspects, the way it ends lives or affects yeah. marriages. But no one talks about how many more chin ups you can do on booze. <laughs> and it's what's crazy is they should be talking about it in grammar school. <laughs> <laughs> Presidential fitness test events. The little kids drinking a beer real quick before they do a, an arm, the five second arm hang. Yeah, I can finally touch my toes. Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm an alcoholic. It's sixth grade. What have you been? What's can you? What What's one highlight uh, memory moment of the last? Say the last since the last time we recorded of anything that's happened to you at all. I my. I get a lot of daily sweet messages of, from the people that have watched my comedy special that <gasps> nice that and they say really specific nice things and that has been happening not a lot of I've been I did uh Mark Marin's podcast that was really fun and that Do, Did it go good? Yeah, it did go well. Yeah, he he was we had a lot of fun and the whole time I just all I was thinking about was his girlfriend had died. Mm-hmm. And on the tip of my tongue, I wanted to say, I'm sorry for your loss. But thank God I didn't during the we just had a fun, light conversation about comedy. And when we both because yep. we kind of moved to L.A. around the same time and did the Ramada Inn, this terrible room. Oh, yeah. But we both that's how I first knew him as we would go to this dark place that was bad for comedy where they would lure people staying in the hotel down to hear jokes against their will and we just kind of relived things i don't know we we had we had fun and uh i don't even know him very well but i realized we had some stuff in common so it was just yeah it was it was a good time good I ordered a dollhouse and then canceled it because I knew I was going to Montana. That was mm-hmm. exciting. Yep. Okay. What was that like? <laughs> Talking directly to customer service I, at the dollhouse company? I, I, I did. I did. I did bypassed you? Amazon and said, hey, let's. I let's, need to talk to a human being. Where was that dollhouse company located? They are actually located in Los Angeles. No. Yeah. RoboTime makes. I think that they're manufactured overseas somewhere, but there is a place here that makes a lot of DIY miniature houses. Nice. I called them directly. They dealt with it. And then my Amazon order was canceled. And Amazon was like, we don't know why. They're out of stock. And it's like, oh, we, I, uh, I, I went straight to the man. You don't need to worry about it. Some friends of the pod took care of it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been meeting up with... Some dude friends like Brooks Whelan and those guys. We go ride bikes by the river and then we hang out under a bridge. And uh, then you go find a dead body and then you run across the train tracks. It is very it is very much like um, (laughs) stand by me. Yes, we've been meeting under the river and it's very enjoyable. We bring (laughs) snacks. There's blankets. It's very fun and wholesome. Who else besides Brooks? Brooks was uh, Nick Turner. Um. 
Carl Hess, Nick Rutherford. We have a little group. You know, that that group is the curly haired boys. That's the name of your group. Every single one of you has relatively the same hair. Every one of them had a history of curly hair. Although and I'm Steve, the only one pursuing it right now. You might want to invite Steven into that group because he absolutely qualifies Steven? with that wig he's got. Steven, you want to hang out by the river with some uh, boys? Uh, it's age appropriate. So, yeah. Yeah, Steven, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steven, you stay away from that riverbed. Those boys are no good. It's weird. They're, oh, so I'm this is like Los Feliz area. Like there's like a there's a horse, a horse stable. <laughs> And a walking bridge that's brand new in Space Age. And the I river. That's the Burbank Equestrian Center, right? It's not quite Burbank. Uh, it is. By the th- zoo, a little bit? It is kind of by the zoo. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. You know yeah. then. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've been meeting by that. And the river, it's the LA River, and we know it's a naturally occurring river, but it's hard to believe because it's just surrounded by cement embankments and. And these floodgates and everything, but it's where they filmed the car race in Greece. Right, so exactly. You, you, yeah. For those of you listening at home, it's all cement. There's nothing river-like about it except for a very small eerie, oh, eerie canal. Yeah. But I, meant, I meant it like like creepy in its smallness. Yeah, canal of water where it's like, how come you designed it like this? Because there's no water down here. But then over here, it's not that narrow Erie Canal. It is a wide, <laughs> full-on river with with cattails and bushes and and birds and some tents like people live on these little islands it looks yeah. like a real like it i don't know if they cultivated it like the city went in and threw some fertilizer down but it is green and pretty so if you just look at the water the river and the islands and the trees it's gorgeous and then you pan over and it's just a grease cement race <laughs> track <laughs> Just like Hollywood itself. There's a scene in uh, the movie Drive where he silently, you know, there's no, he has no lines in it, Ryan Gosling. He just yes, uh, looks that's right. beautiful. He just has that jacket. But he takes the, the, the girl and her son on a drive down that grease, down the, the L.A. River embankment, and then they stop. And they're suddenly at a nature preserve. I think I discovered that. I think that it exists and we discovered it on our bicycles. Oh. Yeah. And you went in there and shot all the peacocks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got very violent. Curly-haired boy stuff? <laughs> I I just <laughs> love that about LA is that you forget there's these little nooks and crannies that are like all I hate that I use the phrase nooks and crannies. There's Why? just there's hidden nature everywhere. There's Thomas's English muffin level areas <laughs> that are filled with butter, the butter of nature. <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> Nooks and crannies. Remember that commercial? It was like a big feature of Thomas's English muffins that, that there are pockets for the butter to go into. And that they was a call- selling point. Did someone in an English accent say Nooks and crannies? Mm hmm. I don't think they had an English. I can't remember. I but there like was just big B- butter, butter bubbles, butter reservoirs. <laughs> I like English muffins because they have butter <laughs> reservoirs. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I have a story for you because so April Richardson's been staying with me. What? Because she she came to America because she's going to go visit her family. But she's like quarantining with me 
make she doesn't she already tested negative and then she's she and her friend are going to drive back to Atlanta together so she's been quarantining here so basically every day it's just me and April are just watching TV eating and <laughs> swimming in the pool all day but the first day we did it we went out there at like 11:30 in the morning and it was actually still almost foggy and we stayed in the pool until like 2 and when we got out of the pool we were both so sunburnt like and it was as if we had never dealt as pale dark-haired women had never dealt with the sun before like yeah, yeah. i have a i have i had such a bad sunburn on my face like i haven't worn less than spf 50 um like sunblock on my face since i was 15 anything years old. less like, it's useless it's pointless and also <laughs> like you know there's melanoma runs on my family it's a it, you know, it's also an aesthetic look or whatever. I just stood in the pool. I have my my forehead is peeling like my whole face was sunburned. This when the makeup comes off my nose, I look like the fucking scarecrow. From do you Wizard get freckly? Yeah, well, the first thing I do is burn. And it yeah. just like we, we were mine wasn't as bad because I've been in the sun this summer. But April, because she's been in England this whole time, got like scored. Oh, it was no. really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. So you're going to quarantine with your dad? Yeah. At first, essentially. Uh, hang out with my dad, and then I'm going to move into another place for the second week and mm -hmm. hang out with my friends separately and shoot some videos. Hoops. With, with oh, cool. Yeah. Going to be great. I just got to be careful when I'm driving up. I'm going to wear gloves. I'm going to gingerly handle gas pumps. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like I said, pee in a jar the whole way. <laughs> Keep it, save it, send it somewhere. I'm not going to, they haven't shown that you can get it this way, but I'm not going to make any eye contact with truckers. That's just trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an all virus aside. That's just how you get shanked by one of these road warriors. <laughs> that's you, Chris, there's no need to mad dog people that drive 18 wheelers. Well, the fact that you had to cross that off your list is scary enough. You know what? Everyone I've ever known that is a truck driver is a sweet, kind person. That then just, why are you trying to fight with them and stare them down? I don't know. You're right. They're just, <laughs> they just, they're in love with the road and they usually have a corgi in the cab <laughs> with them. And maybe a couple white, whiteies, <laughs> some cross tops, some bin, some bennies, some downtears. <laughs> what are those things? <laughs> you know. Trucker pills. They got some black bees <laughs> sure. and, the, and they, they got red ladies. Yeah, you got to pop a couple red ladies when you got a long haul overnight. You get a fucking iceberg. You get to take two icebergs and a, and a large want. <laughs> Is there a scene from Smokey and the Bandit that where they talk about drug names and you're just reciting them all? How do you know <laughs> Probably. about red ladies and, and whiteies? <laughs> What? Don't be sexist. I know about all the pills, just like boys do. Can I tell you what I want? I don't know about any of the pills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have to give you the pill list. It's amazing. Oh, the trucker the pill list? Oh, I can't all wait. the cool boys have it. You just um, hand me a I... Santa Claus scroll and it's hundreds and hundreds of trucker pills. Aspirin. Aleve. <laughs> I've heard of those. <laughs> well, I said every pill. <laughs> I forgot to put my garbage out again this week. It is so irritating. I have to put my garbage out on Tuesday night because the garbage man comes literally at like 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning. I'm bad with and that. And I again forgot. Yeah. So it's I'm another so week. So it's 
Where do you, is it out in the street or do you keep it in the house? Stinking up everything? keep it on the side of the house, but oh. then I have to keep it up above because the dogs will get it. And if I, well, I won't be leaving, but if I do something, I'll come in and they will be like gar- garbage from five days ago laying throughout the living room because Frank got into a bag. And wants to bring it inside to show you what he found. He hey, remember like, this? Hey, remember, you loved this pizza. Now I love it, too. <laughs> but it's the kind of thing where, like, there's no excuse to forget gar- the garbage night, putting the garbage out when I've been doing it for a year straight. Like, there's just no excuse. And especially now that there's a lot less to think about. <laughs> there really is. And I still can't do it. I'm so mad. No, there's certain things I don't. I don't know what we are less likely to go out that front door. I think that has a lot to do with everything, or at least that's yeah. why I'm doing less laundry. I'm scared to go to this laundromat. So when I've gone out running or when I go skateboarding, I sweat a lot uh, lately. I don't know why. I think it's glandular. It's but when I come home, I've been I keep those clothes on and I do a pre-wash by wearing those clothes in the shower and yep. just kind of washing. <laughs> it sounds no. strange. I know. I know that this is. <laughs> I know you're not going to like this, Karen. But <laughs> I, I don't keep like it. my sweaty outfit on and I no. wash it. And then I line dry it. And it go, gets dry. And then it's not smelly and it's half clean. And then I put it in the hamper. Do you see okay. what I'm saying? No, that's. Yes, I just think you can take those clothes off and wash them without. <laughs> There's I something did. very I, like Steve Martin's The Jerk about standing and washing your I clothes know. on your body. It's ridiculous. And if people were watching me shower like they used to, I probably would feel <laughs> embarrassed. But I, to be honest, I, di- I was taking them off. I was washing them by hand and kind of rubbing them together. And it's easier to wash your clothes if you keep them on and you just do all the motions of a shower while wearing a T-shirt. I'm getting the armpit area. I'm getting the front. I'm using OxyClean. I'm spraying myself with chemicals. But then then I hang it out and I get another wear out of it. If it's if it's another run or another skateboard session, I don't need a fully clean shirt for that. You do, though. I think it's key. I Um, I don't like waste getting dressed to go immediately get sweaty. It's just the waste of an outfit. But that's. Very um, gross. I would think you, the focus <laughs> should be it's disgusting. And I think the focus should be more on the, the reception because you don't want to be the guy in the skateboard group, which I know means the world to you. And it's a hard earned skateboard group. And they're, I'm sure, vicious. And you can't show up smelling like the weird girl in eighth grade. Here's the it's just a uh, testament to how we've been distancing because no one's smelled shit so far. And I <laughs> with. Are you sure that would they say it? I you know what? Those guys don't talk to me much. I don't think they care about me all that much. (laughs) Do they know you're there, Chris? Is it your group of friends? They don't know anything about me except (laughs) as a skateboarder that isn't quite as good as them. So it's a very much. And I think it's good for me that it's like a sixth grade situation where I have to earn their respect every time I go meet them. Cool. Wait, are they? Again, age appropriate or are they younger than you? No, they're all they're all in their 40s. Yeah, but they're really good. They're all. Did they ever did they ever have a video that was for sale in Thrasher magazine? Sure. And totally. The individuals. They, yeah, they've really? all they've all been pro skateboarders, I think. That's cool. So I'm just this dude that always has done it as a hobby and they don't care about comedy or any stuff that I'm doing. No, so, really? 
Yeah, so I hate people like that. It's the only reason I half wash my shirt. <laughs> it's like your little revenge, a half revenge for yeah. you. <laughs> How did you find this group of people? No. Uh, this idea of it was your skateboarding group, and now it's essentially a group you stand near who are is. all together. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is sad that as I talk it out, I feel kind of embarrassed about it. There's one guy. I'm sorry. There's one guy that Can is. Can I laugh like this or should I stop laughing? No, no, no. It's okay. I, I am unaffected by anything. <laughs> I, uh, now that you have dark brown hair. Yeah, yeah. Look at these eyebrows. They're natural. <laughs> I look like a clown, probably. I, uh, but I, my friend Ira, uh, is a friend, but he has since moved to San Diego. But he introduced me to this group, and I keep going to these 7 a.m. meetups. And, and I think it's become kind of obvious that they don't really care if I'm there. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to keep going. Have you gone and given them gift bags or anything, extended yourself in any way? You make a friendship good point. Wise? I have not brought them gifts. Uh, I have Mentos. Not, yeah, I, have, I haven't. I haven't done much. Uh, yeah, maybe stuff. I need to try. I need to extend myself a little more. What was the skateboard company that sent you decks and T-shirts? Girl. Girl, what if you brought, you're like, hey guys, I'm, and look, I realize this is a white lie, but it might get you in a little further. Hey, I own Girl. It's my skateboard <laughs> company. I'm good friends with Spike Jones. And then you hand out decks to them and see. These guys actually know those people probably. It would just be, it would just backfire. Would and they're like, super oh, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. It, it would That's backfire. my brother-in-law. How dare you? I'll I'll fight you in the river bank. I just thought, oh God, I hope I don't have to fight down by the river. I, well, I thought at this point, Brooks Whelan waiting in the reeds <laughs> to back you Brooks, up. Brooks Whelan has this brother that is Dave Bautista giant, like a bodybuilder. And he showed me Shit. pictures of him and I was laughing out loud because it's his older sibling and he's just a big he looks like the rock or something. It was just yes. really funny. He showed Hell me that. Yeah. When we're down by the river, me and the boys, we show each other a lot of <laughs> photos of our families. <laughs> he pulled up a bunch of his brothers and and the light was hitting the water just right. <laughs> and man, he's got a muscular older brother. And then this crane swept by. I don't know. Drinking Mickey's Big Mouse and looking at family albums. <laughs> it's like down it's, by the river. Yeah, it's very mid eighties. Uh, yes, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, these skateboarders. I thought at some point I'd advance and get better, and they'd be like, "Hey, you have a lot of old skills that are surfacing." But I've kind of leveled out. I'm not getting much better. <laughs> um, they'll be like, "You made such great progress, Chris," and they they'll kind of rally around you. That was today. Amazing. Everyone left a little early and no one said good uh, goodbye to me. Oh. I think I need to find a new group, Karen. Yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> it's good. I don't like that for you. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, not everyone needs to like me. But here's the thing about, I think skateboarders are so chill that it's not like, I think you kind of get the same treatment either way, right? It's just about all they give a shit about is their obsessive need to land the move they're working on. Right. So you, they're not going, oh, Chris with his half clean shirt is here. They're just doing their thing. And if you want to be there, fine and whatever. You are so right. And 
uh, I th- thank you for saying that. You're right. They aren't even think. At my whole life, I've always thought, oh, no one likes me or this. But it, the fact is, they're just not thinking about you. They're thinking about their own stuff. And it's right. not about you. And I have a weird. It's almost like a narcissism in me that I need them to be reacting to my existence. Yes, it's uh, important. Yeah, it, it really isn't in the long run. Wait, I should be. Maybe I'd be a little better if I was less worried about what they think and I was more thinking about my moves. Well, or that or you could sleep with one with one of their wives and then get in that way where suddenly everyone's talking about who is this Fairbanks guy? Mm-hmm. Why does he have such a hold on the group? You're right. The minute I showed up today, I, I did think I should sleep with one of your wives. <laughs> but COVID distancing, they no, all have kids. They seem At like first, nice people. I'd be shattering first, families. Sleep later. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got to make your mark. Whoever has to pay for that. That's not did your you problem. Do a version of shoot first, ask questions yep. later. Test first. And what is it? <laughs> Test first. Sleep with people later. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Don't That's sleep the with saying. them until you see the whites of their <laughs> brand new Wives. born babies. <laughs> oh, it's terrible! I'm not sleeping with anyone, Karen. I'm living like a monk. Oh, look, we all are. That's yeah. also, I think, a really powerful part of quarantine for the people that there's lots of people who, ha- who are in relationships mm-hmm. and at this point they're absolutely miserable and god yeah. bless them all and then there's the people who aren't in relationships and they're they're feeling a hopelessness uh, as uh, to the level of which that they've never experienced before and that's everyone is very unhappy i have never vacuumed uh with uh sexual frustration before <laughs> but it is a thorough job and my it almost cooking, turns into its own sexual experience after a while yeah i i i just yeah it is my own I it's orgasmic. I was thinking of getting a new carpet, but I think I can just keep working on this one with some of my my erotic energy that I've been putting into it. Yeah, put the energy in and bring the carpet back to life. Don't get a new one. Just but just bring it. Vacuum out every last piece of dirt. But I want one of those round natural ones. <laughs> like uh, the ones that look like somebody braided a big old shitty rug together. Thank of, you. Like the, yes. all the pieces, all the yeah. material pieces. It's yeah. very macrame owl on a floor looking carpet. Yeah, I want one of those. It's the first. It's the first carpet you step in when you walk into the lake house. Yes, it's I want thing. a lake house carpet. Sure. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Hey, we all do. Look, the- that is your next step toward a relationship. Is get get carpets that. Uh, people who love cottages would admire and then that will draw like a moth to a flame Mm -hmm. you'll have ladies in and out yeah and it'll and it'll be good talking boy it's good it's a good conversation starter carpets what would that what would that sound like that conversation starter uh thank you for asking uh that that's me saying that to you here's the conversation Uh, oh you've come over uh perhaps you'd like to Take off your shoes before you walk on my goddamn new carpet. Oh, oh. that backfired. That seems <laughs> no, aggressive. No. It got weird. Your voice yeah. went real low. Yeah, it was yeah. Very I got threatening. Well, I haven't had a lot of practice uh, being around people, so let's try again. Do you? Hey, do you like my new round, natural colored carpet? Go ahead I and d- walk right across it. I don't care okay. if it gets dirty. I just want to get to know you. What do you think? 
<laughs> that was awful in so many different ways. Okay. Um, you told me where to walk. Okay. Um, I also I, don't want to take my shoes off in a stranger's apartment. No, so. I said leave them on. The second time I was like, go ahead and walk wherever you want. You have the freedom okay. to march across. I thought you were doing a thing where you were super into like you're you're a foot guy. And you're into bare, oh, bare feet. And then you're like, walk all over my dirty apartment with oh, your bare God. feet. Like I'm going to start taking pictures and posting them on Wiki. I don't have that much pent up sexual energy. <laughs> and I don't I mean, understand God. these feet people, to be honest. <laughs> Even the most beautiful foot, the most ugly knobby foot with corns and bunions. I'm unaffected either way. I just don't pay attention to feet. Does that make me toenails? I do. <laughs> you know what do you look for in a toenail Chris just for them to not look like you've been kicking tree stumps all day <laughs> just you... take care of them you know but other than that you have no requirements yeah I don't need feet to be all supple <laughs> I don't need them to not be ugly I just need everyone in the world to wear shoes I have the opposite of a foot fetish <laughs> you want to cover them up I want the world to wear combat boots let me, let me ask you a question. You have, so say you have your beautiful woven natural rug in yes. your, the circular one that's right in your doorway. I have it dog-eared on Amazon, ready to order. Yes. So imagine that that's been delivered in three weeks from now and you mm -hmm. have it thrown down and there's a gal and she's taking her shoes off outside and she walks into your apartment and you're like, this is it. And then her feet are so um, dry and calloused that they actually catch on that carpet and drag it with them into... The rest of the house. Oh, what's God. what's your call there? What's the next play there? Chris First there? of all, I think that her feet are dry because she's been putting uh, hand sanitizer on them. You know, it dries <laughs> the skin. You don't. You only need to do that with your hands. Yeah. I I sing the birthday song twice as I wash my hands, and then I sing it a second time as I wash my feet. You don't need to do that. You just need to keep. <laughs> Also, she's not coming in your unless she's on while you're washing your feet. No one is coming in to my apartment. This okay. is going to be a meet and greet at the door. Oh, I will open the door, say, look in here. I got this new carpet, but you can't come in. Good, good. So I and the fact that you really it's kind of a horrifying situation. You're saying her feet are so dry that they snag the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So right. she has the face. She, it looks she is the face of an angel. Uh, angel. Angel she face. Is, she's your dream lady from when you were 12 years old. But and her, feet, her feet are eagle such, talons. Look like, it <laughs> looks like crusty Italian bread that have hooked onto this carpet that's also natural. Oh, the two natural, naturally occurring items mixed <laughs> together. And then she. it looks like she's wearing one big, almost like a one big um what are those called? Snow a snowshoe. But it's your rug. And she's wearing it all around your apartment. Okay, you win, Karen. I guess I do have some opinions about feet. <laughs> I told you. I would And I knew I was gonna prove it. You beat it out of me. I would maybe ask <laughs> the lady the lady whose feet snag my carpet and make it fray, I would possibly ask to leave my home. You know what you could do? <laughs> I'm gonna solve this problem that I made up for you. Is like you're saying, you go, hey, can we have a hallway hang? I realized I am more comfortable that way. You actually give it a term like that. Chris's uh -huh. hallway hangs. Then she can see it. She can visualize it. Oh, I belong out here with this one big rug shoe. Oh, yeah. And I'll stand in the hallway and talk to him. 
It's so as long as I give it a name, like it's a popular thing to do. It's just a thing you do every day at four. It's Chris's hallway hang. Yeah, like with my buddy Jim, we have stoop drinks. We right. go out on his stoop, and then he Move says, "That shit." Want to have a stoop drink? And I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. I've become yeah. comfortable with that saying. I have to come is, up with. Is a... Jim one of the skateboarders? No, no, he's a he's uh, a he's a regular friend friend that actually uh. likes me. <laughs> <laughs> he cares about my well being. I was oh, going to tell Hamilton. those guys today. I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks. I'm going to go to Montana, but I didn't even bother. You'd be like, guys, guys, uh, you can still hang. Totally cool with me. I'm not going <laughs> to be here, though. So there's a slim chance sometime in a couple of weeks, they'll all be at Costco and they'll be like, hey, where's Chris? We just realized we, we miss him. Yeah. That's that kind of smelly little guy. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, hey, we finally stuck that uh, Ollie, yeah, Ollie's a fine. McFlip, a McFlip, uh, the Mick, whatever called. Uh, just say a tray flip, like say a, a three. We were working on our three sixty flips the other day, three, so say three sixty flip. flip. It's a kick so they flip. finally, yeah, yeah, they yeah. finally <laughs> nailed that three sixty. The three sixties yeah. nailed, then they finally have the chance to focus on something outside themselves, right? Which is a painful thing for them because they had hard childhoods. Yeah, and that's the reason that they skateboard in the first place is just to get away from the screaming and the light abuse. You may, and now you, you bring up a good point. I've asked none of these guys about their childhoods. Get Maybe in that's there about a way how I painful it was. Myself. Bring a gift. Ask about what it was like when they were kids. You're like, did you grow up similar to any of the Dogtown Z boys? <laughs> just ask that first, and they'll love that. <laughs> They'll know you saw the documentary. <laughs> yeah, which any core skateboarder does. They bring up that documentary. <laughs> I feel like you're playing with, not that they're mean, but like skateboarders as a hanging group seem very, it's borderline surfing where it's very clicky and like locals only type stuff. I mean, it feels like you're playing with fire here, I even guess, though they're 50. Yeah, it's uh, my experience hasn't been, it's always like, quirky creative kids but you're right this feels very much like we're all meeting at a surf spot and it's yeah. kind of territorial I, I that's exactly how it is you're hitting all the nails on the heads so here's the Karen, solution today here's what i think when you're in montana mm -hmm. get everyone a little souvenir and so when you come back here's this is a snow globe with the mountain range that i looked at as a child sure okay and that's for you, Rudy. What if, You're so good. What at, if I at, gave them all snow globes? I just gave that. <laughs> this one guys. says Glacier National Park. I hope you enjoy it. Yep. They're all wrapped. <laughs> yeah. You really take a moment after the session's over. I'll bring them stick. You know what? I will pick up. I'll pick some stickers up and I'll give them stickers <laughs> from my local friend's skate shop. Maybe they'll appreciate that. Great. Yes. But then I would also... Something to... Um, remember the state by you know maybe they've never had a chance to go to montana so you yeah. can say these are our fresh blueberries what have you what if i drive through glacier park take some pictures and just show them the pictures on my phone is <laughs> that enough could. of a gift it's not that's not that. a gift look at this that's... it's going to the sun road it's beautiful <laughs> all right that's enough that's enough no Get touch. your eyes said, off look <laughs> look don't touch yeah remember yeah. when look don't touch was the most devastating thing someone could say to you and you're just like look at my thing look don't touch oh okay. god yeah that was that seems abusive 
That's yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a real say it, don't spray it thing. Have I have a speech impediment. Ever- I'm, I'm working on it. I have a tongue <laughs> thrust. You'd think I asked for it. It was a gift from God. I don't need some popular kid saying, say it, don't spray it. I need the news, not the weather. You're hurting my feelings. <laughs> Sorry. How much I, spit did you spit on kids? It sounds like a lot, lot, Karen. A yeah. lot. Yeah. I was a spitter and a nose picker. <laughs> I found. Actually, this isn't. I was going to say it was my story. My my friend Ross, he liked this girl, and then he found a note in the uh, playground, and it was a note that one girl had written to another, and she said, "I sure like Ross. He's really cute." But he picks his nose a lot. And I just remember now I, I was thinking, well, that that note could have been about me. Look, I just did it. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the same. Pinching the side of your nostril because there's a little itch or maybe there's something going on. Yeah. Is, is passable. No. Better to do it in your car when you're by yourself and this not on was... the Zoom, a Zoom call. But, but what what kind of a kid in, in sixth grade takes out a tissue and blows their nose all loud <laughs> and making sure the whole... Uh, classroom looks back at them You you're silently like, pick No <laughs> You're acting like the only choice is to pick your nose At school Why don't boys understand That every move you make at school Will absolutely be talked about And held against you Yeah. Like if you want to pick your nose That's for you to do in the privacy of your bedroom With the door I closed have and lived music in, turned up Yeah, yeah, totally Yeah, but listening to punk rock yeah, Then I end up picking too aggressive Zeppelin. That's how you get a nosebleed I pick my nose to Roxy music <laughs> <laughs> Because you're fucking stylish? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Okay uh, Yeah, thank God I kicked that habit that It's was... my life Picking, picking, picking Avalon <laughs> I couldn't think of a Roxy Music song, so I just went. I went with that one. Well, get on Spotify and rediscover them. <laughs> Avalon, Avalon, <laughs> <laughs> picking your nose to Avalon. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Oh um, God, Ross, I'm sorry. I told that story about the note you found. If you're listening, Ross, listen. Wait, what grade was that in? Oh, like sixth grade. Because you know what's funny, April and I were talking about it. We were laughing so hard at all the things that happened to you that are bad in like junior high and high school. Yeah. That you, because she, uh, like she and Millie had, um, we're talking about somebody they went to high school with and how like they were popular in high school and not, and not, you know, whatever. Life didn't do well by them. Uh, and that whole idea of like, thank God we didn't peak in high school. Like, yeah. But, as we were talking about it, I'm like, totally. But then I thought to myself, where I'm like, no, but I've been so, um, you know, fueled by like, I didn't, I wasn't popular in high school and how much it bothered me and yeah. how much I wanted to like prove that I'm popular or whatever. And it's like, but you can't, you look back and like the people that were popular weren't funny or cool it was just this weird they played football or yeah yeah or they were just for the girls it was like they were all pocket-sized small or just had weird perfect faces or whatever but like but then went on to kind of like muck around in reality and not have a very good time because no one gave a shit about them once high school was over yeah it's sad to think about i feel bad for that i I haven't been to a high school reunion i don't think i want to be confronted by that stuff but you're right i didn't like high school, I thought no one liked me until the very end, like senior year. I was like, 
wait, a lot of these people like me. And then I had so much fun in college and made friends right away. It's like, maybe it was just my high school was haunted. I don't know. <laughs> it was ghosts that made you unpopular, not yeah. your constant nose picking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I curbed that, but now you're right. I picked all through high school. But would you actually do it like in a class? Who am I, I going to have a hanky in my back pocket like some kind of a grandpa? How is that worse than putting your finger in your fucking nose? It's just more convenient. For who? What about those around you? I was real secretive. No one ever saw me. No one ever caught me. I was real good. Sleight of hand. It was early magic. Why wouldn't you wait to go into the bathroom? Because there's so many germs. That's the last place you could (laughs) use your fingers for anything. Have you ever picked your nose in front of the skateboard crew? Oh, God, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. The group. Those guys are never going to like me. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, what are your final thoughts, Chris? Um, I, if you haven't watched my special rescue cactus, I made it a little easier and, and it is now on Chris Fairbanks comedy special dot com or rescue cactus dot com. Great. Uh, Mark? as well as we're gnarly, but yeah, it's on Vimeo. Please watch it. Uh, we're getting close to our goal <laughs> of paying for it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thank you. That's all. That's all I have to plug. How about you, Karen? I don't have anything to plug, although there's um, a documentary that I watched the other night. We keep watching these documentaries. And there's this documentary called Recorded, I believe. And it's the Marianne Stokes Project. There was a woman um, in Philadelphia, I believe, in the eight, all through the 80s and 90s and early 2000s who recorded 24 hours of television news every day. She had a whole system of VCRs in her apartment. Uh-huh. It's the most fascinating story. And she was this really, really intelligent, kind of like almost of the intelligentsia of the local culture um, woman. And she was black and she hosted a television show like that was on PBS. It's the most fascinating story. We were like blown away. I it was really w- cool. I'm going to watch it. I want to ask why she was recording uh, all that, but I, it's probably in the documentary and I should just watch it. Yeah. You should. It's really good. It's really good. Well, I'm going to watch it. And by All the right. way, Karen, see this nice white shirt that I'm wearing? Yeah. I washed Dirty. it on my body in the shower <laughs> and it smells great. I just got a whiff of it. It smells great. Don't get mad at me because I know the future of clothing washing. You keep it on your body and you act like it's part of your skin. And and do you wash it with shampoo? And I line dry it. Yes, I wash it with a soap that's good for your hair and your skin. Zestfully clean. And I'm going to write that company and say, you might as well add clothes to the list (laughs) because my shirts smell great and my skin is supple. Is it? Are you using Lever 2000 for all your 2000 parts on that shirt? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking How do you remember a soap that hasn't existed for 20 years? (laughs) Because it meant the world to me where I was like, maybe I should get... I'm going to get my mom to buy Lever 2000 because it's for all your 2000 parts. You're using that part of your brain that you that could be remembering an actor when someone says, name an actor. And you <laughs> That's just why go, I can't have a favorite actor. Because <laughs> you got soap in the brain. Because <laughs> I'm like, for all your 2000 parts. Remember, it was like, and then it was yeah. the squares. It was like this part of your elbow, <laughs> this part of your knee. 
Yeah. Lever 2000. God, it's one of those ads that lets us know that we are evolving and we were kind of dumb 20, 25 years ago. (laughs) It's true. It was because that soap was almost marketed like this is computer soap (laughs) for the future people. And I was like, I've got to be a part of this movement. (laughs) Now there's an American soap that washes absolutely what is dirty on you. Lever! Lever 2000! The future of soap. Imagine they were they it was like we need a futuristic soap name. Yep. Think of this untouchable year. The year 2000. <laughs> it's sure it's 1988 now. Yeah. But in 2000 our soap is going to hover off the sink into our space showers. <laughs> Where we'll wash our own clothes on our bodies. You'll just put your hands back and much like the Jetsons, the soap will, a little antenna will come out of it and it'll wash your body without your help. And then it'll turn to the camera and go, it's a living. (laughs) I hate my space job. (laughs) You'd think this guy'd be a little cleaner. (laughs) I always love those jokes in cartoons growing up where they were overtly not jokes, like not funny. And I would just be like, that's just an animal (laughs) being abused. He has to eat garbage under the sink all day. (laughs) No wonder that weird stork doesn't want to be the garbage disposal at Red Flintstone's house. He's bummed. He's got to eat all those bones and shit. All right. This is us wrapping up. Yep. Yep. We always uh, wind down with conclusionary statements. (laughs) Thank you for listening. It's good to see you, Karen. I feel like we we're almost in the same room. I know. It's good to see you, too. It's uh, well, Let's do another one of those trivia Zoom shows. That was the most fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's invite ourselves. Okay. Okay. Well, let's treat everything like a group of 50-year-old skateboarders and just <laughs> yeah. invite ourselves oh, to God, whatever is I'm going I'm really on. embarrassed <laughs> now. I just keep showing up. I realize these guys don't really like me. I'm going to show up with you one time and then just throw out like a folding chair and then watch you and take pictures <laughs> and just make it all the most humiliating experience. I have. I've brought friends. I'm like, look, this guy likes me. It just isn't helping. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They're a tough group, but you know what? If they'll have your back, if you get stabbed in that parking lot, I bet you they will come and wrap your wound or drive yeah, you totally. over to St. John's. I think you're right, think? actually. Yeah, they're not. They're not about uh, talk. They don't. They're not about communicating feelings. They're men, you know. They're you, skateboarding men. You do. Uh, you do have a point, and I haven't even thought about it that much. But you're right. Yeah, I think about it all the time. <laughs> I can't stop obsessing over it. How we get in with this group. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah. Good to see you, friend. You've been Good listening. To see you too. You've been you've been listening. You've been listening. <laughs> to, 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 I'm a little kid who's been outside playing and I'm excited to, to tell my you guys oh, Mom? Hey, hey you guys. Um you uh you've been listening to uh Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malcolm. <laughs>
uh, with Karen and Chris.